<laughs> Bobby won't let me start my intro because he keeps messing with me. I didn't do anything. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Moms on the Rise Now podcast with me, Cassie Burgess. This is episode 13. And my guest, again, is my husband, Bobby Burgos. He couldn't wait to get back on here. He's been begging me for weeks. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know how I got conned to get back on here. Because you did good. People liked it. People listened. And they had good feedback. They said you were very (laughs) well-spoken. And you were insulted by that because you were They just assumed I was just some... Some dummy. (laughs) Some dummy that didn't know how to talk. They probably just think that you're insane if you're married to me and you've lasted this long, you know? Well, you're insane if you get married in general. Yeah, facts. I agree. Yeah. That's an unpopular opinion. Yeah, well, I don't like being popular. No, no, you sure don't. You don't really strive for that, do you? Nope. So what should we talk about? I'm, I, my, my accountant or my assistant just told me to get on here, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm just here for the free drinks. <laughs> you served yourself those drinks and <laughs> bought them. They're free. <laughs> I wish I could drink, but you know I have to go to work later. So. Not me. Well, you only get one day off a week, so might as well soak it all in. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, go for it. Ask me a question and I'll tell you my opinion. Ask you a question? Ask me a question and I'll tell you my unpopular let's opinion. Talk, uh, let's talk about something that's severely <clears throat> unpopular oh, and God. taboo to talk about out loud. No, oh, God. Are we going for it? You said we could share whatever, right? <laughs> I'm allowed to talk about anything I want? With a caveat, I guess. But yeah, sure. Do you want to talk about uh, marriage counseling? Oof. Marriage therapy? Oof. Want to talk about our experience with marriage therapy? Oof. Let's talk about our first experience with it. With the one guy. Oh, well, that was a weird, uh, that was a weird Yeah, so, thing. you know, me and Bobby have, um, we have our faith in God and everything, and throughout the years, I think we've gotten heavily into the church and then kind of backed off, right? So, I don't think that affects our relationship with God. We have a relationship with God, personal relationship with God. Um, but when we were really into the church, we tried to go to a Christian counselor, and um, that was a really bad experience. Not saying that Christian counselors are bad, but all he did was kind of throw out Bible verses and attack Bobby and like hone in on him. It wasn't, it felt like an individual therapy session. It was. <laughs> well, you didn't seem to disagree at the time. <laughs> <laughs> you seemed to be right along with well, him. I was loving it. I wanted to get you at that time. Yeah. So I think when we went then, we were coming up on uh, seven years of marriage. And yeah. I, I kept throwing out the term seven year itch and you would get really kind of kind of frustrated with it but i think now that we're sitting here almost to nine years we would agree that it's called the seven year itch and it's a bitch yeah it should be the seven year bitch <laughs> it, it was it was a th- okay so anyways so we saw this guy he was terrible right we would both agree well i just didn't get really what his his perspective on marriage just didn't mesh with what i think i had experienced yeah for sure and so for well, me he thought it was very biblical which we weren't well it's not even you know and i can understand that part of it yeah for sure you know coming from okay you know what the bible says and marriage is and what it's supposed yeah, to be but which we i mean we have our roots grounded in in that in a sense but also you got to cater to this day and age and what it really is for us now well, in, I think he's stuck in a, you know, and again, I don't know what his marriage was like, but I know that he had that business with his wife. Yes, they were both they were counselors. Both counselors. Mm-hmm. And so I think they both come from probably more of a philosophical level of, okay, this is how we're going to attack marriage or approach marriage. Right. 
in counseling. But in reality, that doesn't really fit majority of people that are in marriage, mm-hmm. right? No. You know, and that's no. that's something that I think it was just. And then too, it just seemed like a personal attack on me. Of, it was of, of all my it was so strange flaws and thoughts. And I think <clears throat> you know when we found this this new lady, it was more fair. You know, it, we had one session, and it was kind of like, oh, okay, she's listening to what I'm saying now. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not. Just saying, oh, you, you're the bad one, you're the bad one, you're right. the bad one. Which in all reality, the guy, you weren't only the bad one in the marriage when the guy was attacking you. Like, it definitely wasn't a you thing, it was an us thing. Well, I think it just got, what got weird was, you know, he took a couple of my comments and then kind of spun them into, oh, well, you're just a miserable person who hates life and hates everything. Right. And that's why everything's bad. Right. And it's kind of like, well... No, I think there's experiences and there's levels to this thing that gets a person to where they get to, regardless right. of what you, you know, go through or, or where you come from. Right. And I think that was kind of the struggle with that is because it's, it's, he kind of wanted just to put it in a generalized box of, well, you're kind of an a-hole. So that, that's explains exactly why everything's bad, you, you know? And, yeah. and then it's kind of like, well, I mean, I wasn't always that, you know, that way. Right. You were, we were going through a period of time where you were struggling, you know. but before that it was usually me with all the problems. Well, I think I always had problems. I think I just didn't, you know. You I buried them. I didn't talk about them because where I come from, you know, you just deal, you just tuck them away and you right. you move forward, you know. So we had that bad experience with the counselor and it kind of turned us away, I think, to counseling in general for a minute there. Um, and then we decided we should go back again. Did we decide that before COVID? Yeah, we went to one session before we got COVID. Why did we decide to go to counseling? What was the breaking point for us to go back? Oh, you just told me how to go. <laughs> what? And like every good husband, you just say yes, no, ma'am. No, but yes. what led up to it? I don't know. What led up to it? What led up to it? Why are we in marriage counseling? What are, what? I don't know. For help, I guess. Communication. Yeah. yeah, there we go. That's a big word I was looking for. Oh, yeah. Communication. Well, I think people... You know, we actually had this conversation recently where it's you think you know what communication is until you actually have to communicate. And and once you get into the realm of having to actually communicate, mm-hmm. you start to realize that you don't want to communicate or that you don't communicate very well with your spouse or your whoever you're even it could be family. It could be anybody. You know, people, right. you know, talk about communication on a level of, oh, I have great communication with this person, whether it's a spouse or a sibling or whatever. And then you realize when it comes down to actually talking about real stuff, nobody has it, you know? Right. And, you know, I, from experience, it's, you spend a lot of your time just trying to say, well, we, we, we're good in that area. We're, we're fine here. We're fine there. We thought we were, right? Yeah. And you you just kind of think like, well, there's some things bother me, but why, you know, I think what a lot of people get is why do I, do I want to rock the boat with this? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to shake up a good thing. And that's my experience from being married at a young age. You have a lot of things and a lot of feelings and emotions that I felt like I need to say or, hey, I don't agree with this. But you're so young in it or new in it that you decide, well, do I really want to start a problem with this? Or do I really want to even confront this or address this? You know, and that becomes a, a battle because then here I am now, you know, six, seven years later. And you're kind of like talking about things from, you know. So we're talking about stuff from 10 years so far back, you know, that you're like, oh, holy shit. I didn't realize that that was bothering me so Mm -hmm. much for all these years. Mm -hmm. And that just leads to resentment and, you know, everything else. And now, if we're being honest with ourselves, there's a lot of conversations that we have to say, well, 
we're going to talk about this in therapy. Like there's a lot of topics that we can't even touch right now because it's so fragile and so explosive and it's not something we're even comfortable doing, which for me is insane because I really thought we like had it together and I thought we had really good communication. And we do like, as far as the thing about us is when we're together, we have fun. We laugh, we talk about stuff, but it's like, the things that have built up over the years, because like you said, we suppressed it. We didn't talk about some of the hard things. We didn't want to rock the boat. Life is busy. Life is hard. Um, and I feel like it's just all come back to, to get us now. And it's hard because I want to have conversations sometimes, but I'm like, this isn't going to, it's not going to come out right. I'm not going to be able to explain it well. It's going to sound like an attack. And then both of us get extremely defensive. And, and that's hard. And it's, it's challenging. Well, I think what people have to realize is that's going to happen regardless of what you do. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that there's a, a false sense of security in what people think going into marriage, especially where they think, well, we're this way, mm-hmm. you know, as boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever. And we're, we're this way. Like, we're always going to be that way mm-hmm. until you start really grinding in it. You're going to leave stuff out. Right. You know, I know as a man, especially, you're going to leave a lot out because, you know, women in general are, are more sensitive. They're more fragile. And depending on, you know, the type of woman that, you know, somebody gets, you know, gets. It, it depends on, you know, it, you know, it depends on what their threshold of being able to handle what they can handle and, and how far you can push that that limit. You know, when I met you, it was a lot of other things that were out of my control that were affecting you mentally, emotionally. Mm-hmm. And so for for me, it was like, well, I don't want to be the one to add on to that or make those worse or enhance those issues. So then you start being quiet. You Is that why to, you suppressed everything? Well, it was, you know, you want to be perfect. You know, every man wants to be perfect. It doesn't matter what man says, you know. Whatever. If, if a man's willing to call some girl his girlfriend or his wife, he wants to be perfect for that person at some point. Now, some men stray away and they, you know, go down holes that they don't need to go down. But men want to be perfect for that person. They want to be perfect for your your significant other. Right. And once you get to a point where I I stop saying what I feel and I stop acting the way I want to act because I'm afraid of what that person, you know, in my case, what you would think about me or Mm -hmm. what it would do to you mentally, emotionally, physically then you're starting to lose. You start to lose the battle within yourself as a man, right? You start to lose that. And so everybody's going to do it. There's no way not, because what happens is, especially if you do this young enough, right? And this doesn't really apply to people who maybe meet in their later 30s or maybe even in their 40s or even maybe late 20s. But if you if you start young, which is what a lot of people do, right? A lot of people meet in high school or, or early teens or late teens, and early, early 20s. 20s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked a little bit about this, I think, yesterday. It's who you become or who you are at that per at that point and who you're becoming is oh is, is, a, is a wild difference and it what it takes and Seriously. this and this is why I say it it's gonna happen regardless. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You're gonna drift apart, you're gonna distance yourself because as individuals, which nobody takes into account when they get with somebody, right? Everybody wants the to be one. They oh we love each other, we're we're this thing, but nobody realizes that there's still individualism inside of a marriage and, right. and you need to find that. And I think nobody nobody really does. So then when they're you're together for ten years, then now you're in your thirties and you're starting to really realize like, holy smokes, what am I like who am I? What am mm-hmm. I doing? You know? And 
people don't want to hear this, but love fades, right? Love mm-hmm. comes in and out. So that's like right. love can't be, I talked about this in the last one, love can be the reason why you come back to the table, mm-hmm. but love can't be what carries you into forever or whatever your yeah, plan is, right? Sure. Like it, it's, <laughs> it's not, it's, and, and, and it doesn't take anything away, right? It doesn't take anything away from loving your spouse or loving your, your, your person. It just means that that's not always going to be a motivating factor to keep, right? Keep going and yeah. keep going. And so you're going to change. Everybody's going to change. And then, which is where we find ourselves, which, and you know, whoever's listening to this, this is all work in progress, you know, yeah, for sure. type stuff. This we're isn't like, <laughs> this isn't like, oh yeah, we're cool. You know, we're good. It's, it's just, you get to a point now where I have to adjust to who you've become. Right. And you have to adjust in who I'm becoming as well. And right. and, when, and if you're, that's where the decision is made, right? It's not about a seven year itch. It's about, can I adjust to who this person is now? Right. Right. And that's, that's a big deal for relationships lasting longer than that that's why they that's in my opinion I, again i didn't go to school for any of this or <laughs> you know i'm no you know fancy Doctor. person with degree right but you know that's where the seven year itch came from is because usually in those seven years is when people are changing right it, it's yeah. no different than when we're kids we're 10 11 years old seven years of our teenage years you start to see a different person because mm-hmm. you became somebody different mm-hmm. right and and same with your 20s and then it goes into your 30s and who i am now as a man is 10 times different than who I was at right. 21. The one I fell in love with. It's yeah. a different person. Completely different. And some good, some bad, right? Like I right. have plenty of my own flaws and plenty of my own issues with, with, with lots of things. But um, you have to adjust to that just as much as I have to adjust to who you are now and who right. you've become. You know? So what, what do you say to people who, this is a good one, and I get this a lot, and this is why I don't talk to people about my marriage. What do you say to people who would tell you life is short. If you're not happy, you should leave, not fight for it. What's your thoughts on that? Well, that's a, you know, that's obviously like a very tough question to kind of handle, especially as a married man. Right. But, but you have to really do some, some searching inside yourself to figure out what exactly it is you're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. Um, I agree to a certain extent for that, for that, that notion. Right. Because, so you're not against divorce. I'm not against divorce if you're at the point in your marriage where, hey, quality of life is really low. Yeah. Right. And I'm not talking like obviously there's easier ones like, uh, you know, abuse and, right. and you know, alcoholism. You know, if there's one person like a husband or something that has a drinking problem and it's just right. all bad. Like I, there's there's other ways that that happens. Right. But if if you're at a point where, you know, you got two solid people, but it's your quality of life is getting to a place where you're not enjoying life. Your yeah. spouse isn't enjoying life. Right. And in turn, especially when you have kids, your kids aren't enjoying life. Right. You know, you have to really ask yourself, is it a place where we say, Hey, like we can, we can do this together still, but just maybe not as husband and wife, as a husband and wife, co-parent. you know, we can co-parent, we can make our kids' life still everything that it needs to be. Right. You know, the problem with, why divorce became, and this obviously depends on your your religious belief and your religious background as well, and what you think about divorce. And you know, if you go super old school, it's an abomination, right? And it's, right. It doesn't, you know, which I don't know. You know, that's that's a debate for people to have amongst themselves. If you yeah, want to have definitely. that, I don't really give a shit. Right? Like right, I don't care. Right. Whatever you like, choose whatever you, choose. you 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 want is 
the ultimate goal is to find that quality of life that we all deserve. Right. And it doesn't matter, you know, what happens for you to get there. It's about getting there. And now, and then that goes kind of back to the beginning of that question is, is are you doing enough to do that within your marriage to increase your quality of life? If, mm-hmm. if, if you just say, well, my quality of life is very, very bad. And so I want a divorce. Well, then it's okay. Well, everybody can say that because at yeah. some point within the marriage, your quality of life is going to go down. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because it's, you're, you're working, you have kids, you have a yeah. marriage, you're stressed out, you're freaked out, you're everything else. I got to eat right. I got to exercise. Right. There's so many, you know, factors, factors so that factors. go into it. Right. Um, and we talk a lot about if you're not being intentional yeah. in the marriage. Right. Well, then, of course, your quality of life is going to go down. You know, that was one of the mistakes we've talked about we made. We both said, okay, well, I'll handle this side. You handle that side. We meet in the middle for the kids stuff. But we're not being intentional. We're not being intentional no. on on focusing on where, you know, when we started to change, on focusing on those new people we were becoming and, right. and loving those new people, right? It's almost right. like loving somebody totally new once you become that different individual. Yeah. And, you know, if you're not willing to go down the road of, okay, well, I'm going to be intentional in my marriage and see if my quality of life increases, then you were never really designed to be married in the first place, yeah. right? And you yeah. just did it because you love that dude or you love that girl and you thought, oh, it would be the same forever. You know, it's, 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 it's even like I told, you know, Chewy got married recently and, you know, when I was talking. Chewy, people might not know. Oh, my brother, sorry. My brother, <laughs> Chewy, my little brother. Um, and he got married, you know, he got married just as young as I did, technically, yeah. right? And uh, he says, "Well, it's not going to. Nothing's going to change. Just a piece of paper." And I said, "Nah, dude. I go. It, it changes. Things, yeah, it things, does. things adjust. You change." Well, the woman expects more from you. Well, you're and you're the husband. You're the provider. You're, you're everything. Yeah, now. it changes a lot of the perspective in who you are as as a person. It, it does. You know, when you tell husband. somebody, if you tell somebody, "Well, no, I got a girlfriend." You, you know, there's not a lot of pressure in that. There's no. not a lot of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, oh, he just has a girlfriend. Whatever. Right. You know, That's but they, you start labeling yourself as a husband. Is when people start to look at you, not just your family, yeah. but you know Who people you? like, "Oh, you're a husband," but then why do you do this or why do you act like that or what? You know, you're mm-hmm. kind of under a little bit more of a microscope as you start labeling yourself mm-hmm. different things, right? Definitely. You know, when I didn't have a kid, it was just, "Oh, you're just a, you're just Bobby, you're just that." But now, okay, you're a dad, right? Oh wait, but why do you why do you do this or why do you do that? Mm-hmm. You're under a lot more scrutiny in, in what you do, right? Um, but to go back to the to the question, you know, yeah, I think it's I think it's a it's a two way area, right? It's a two way street of if you're not willing to do the work and, and, and increase your quality of life, and that doesn't just mean in your marriage, that means individually. Right. Right. Nobody can, like for you, you can never, and take this the wrong way, but you could never fully make me happy. No. Right. Like, absolutely. and I not. think people get that the wrong way. Do you know why we know this? Because you did everything for me to make me happy for years and it didn't work. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's, and that kind of broke both of our hearts when we kind of came to well, the when you, when you, when, especially for me, when you come to the realization, like, I've been the best that I could have possibly been 100%. within the marriage. I don't disagree. <laughs> as, as, and then it's like, holy smokes, that's not even enough. Right. It starts to really make you understand. And see, these are things that you'll never get when you're 21, 20. You'll never no. understand this well, stuff. Well, even early on in marriage, you might not understand it. Yeah, you'll never, you'll never get we it didn't. until, until. Did we ever think that this would be. 
our reality, the the place that we find ourselves in now. We no, no, not no, at all. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm you know, as I as you know, I'm a realist, so I know. Yes, definitely. I see things like okay, I know what can happen. I don't right. live in fairy tale land of oh, you know, this isn't a Disney movie. You know what I mean? Like right. this is this is real life, but you know you you have to really adjust when those times come around you have to fully adjust into where who you're becoming and what your spouse is becoming but you can't like i learned early on that i couldn't be your full happiness i couldn't be what right. made you better like you had to figure that out and i think that's still a journey that you're on of okay right. well individually what am i doing to be better and then I never did that. I never worked on myself to say, okay, well, what can I do to, to, you know, if you say you have a cup and your, you know, your spouse feels maybe half of that, well, you have to feel the the rest as well. Yeah. You, you know, coming out of the fog and what we found ourselves in was the biggest, rev, you know, revelation I had was not so much, oh, well, you know, you weren't the best for me or always there for me. It was more like, Holy shit, I got a lot of stuff to work on. I got like a well, lot of... Well, I think of... you realize that you were never there for yourself. Well, right. You and... were there lifting up your wife and your three children and, and sacrificing and doing absolutely everything for us, running yourself to the ground, but never taking care of you and pretty much destroyed yourself in the process. Yeah. Well, it's it's an, it's uh, it's not something that you can carry forever. No. You know? And no. I, I guess at some point, it's I, I'm at least glad that I carried it through a chunk of time that was probably, you know, some of the hardest time. Oh, for sure. And then now, you know, I'm probably 31 next month or next week. And, and next week, baby. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you're, you start to really reflect like I'm in 30 now. I'm in my thirties right, now. Right? right. Like when you're 30, you're kind of like, well, I'm still kind of in my twenties a little bit. <laughs> now I'm in it. And now you're kind of reflecting on, you know, what, what can I become now? Mm-hmm. I did that. In my and some people do their twenties totally different. Some people don't right. get married. They don't. They don't have kids. They life, they just it. you know. And then they're in a different spot now. They're like, oh mm-hmm. shoot, I'm 31 now. I might need to settle down, and I got to find myself in that. You know, we did everything quick, fast, early, young, backwards. <laughs> yeah, well, but I don't think that there's any. There's no timeline, but yeah. I think nowadays people are marrying a lot later on, or not marrying at all. Yeah, but I think that's a that's a, a following of people that are just kind of against the system as a whole. You yeah, know, they don't really yeah. want what the traditional ways of life right, are, you know? Right. Which I, I mean, I can understand. It's not easy. Yeah. But I think, you know, to go back to the question, I think if you have to really, both people, and I think, and then not just yourselves, but that's the conversation you need to have together. Like, you know, where, where do you want? Well, I think that's you, why, you know? like two nights ago, I forgot, I started a, oh, I tried to, uh, come at you sideways about date nights when that wasn't really what was bothering me. Right. I try to say, oh, well, you don't plan date nights, so you don't want to hang out. And I started kind of poking the bear when that's not really what I wanted to talk about. Right. And you called me out and told me I was being manipulative because I was. And the real conversation we ended up having was like, are, are we going to do this? Like, are we going to actually stay married? And are we going to fight for it? And, and me, really, you were kind of coming at me like, are you going to make the necessary changes and and work on it? And I think conversations like that are terrifying. I think a lot of married people could hear that and be that could scare the crap out of them because nobody wants to talk about divorce or what life would look like apart on a serious note. And I think that's kind of what we've been doing is tapping into that and saying, 
the quality of life thing, like you said. And it's not that either one of us don't want to be together. We want to be together, but there's also a realization that it's really hard work. And I know for me, I'm trying to dig deep and figure out how I can be a better wife because I got so distracted by everything else around me. I got motherhood. I mean, motherhood just devoured me. It just, the expectation of motherhood sounded so much more important than being a good wife. And I ran with that and I did everything mom related. And in the process, and I still do it. We just talked about this, that I filled our plates back up with all the kids activities and there's no room to even have a date night. And you totally called me out. You, you said flat out, how are we even supposed to have a date night when if anybody looks at our schedule right now, we have no time for a date night. And, and that's me prioritizing the kids before you. And a lot of times I feel like my cop out on that is, well, the kids are young. We have to tough it out right now. But you brought to my attention, you know, two nights ago when we were having that conversation, you said, well, what's going to connect us together when the kids are gone? What are we going to have left? If we just dump everything into them, it's not going to work. We're going to last for what until, you know, the, the last one's 18 and then we go our separate ways. What kind of life is that? And neither one of us want to waste our entire 30s doing that if the outcome is going to be divorce in the end and separation. That's, you know, nobody wants to live like that. And so I really, um, I admire you for having these tough conversations and bringing them up and bringing it to my attention because I don't think we could have talked like this a year ago, not even six months ago. I, I could not have had no. this conversation yeah. with you because it takes a lot of courage and bravery. And I think that before I would have flipped out if you even use the word divorce, divorce or separation. And like I said, you're not telling me, oh, hey, I want a divorce. It, that, that's not the conversations we're having. We want to be together and make it work. But we're talking realistically now rather than all the emotions that come with it. We're just trying to have a real conversation. Like, can we both be happy and feel content in our marriage and quality of life? Like you said, and those are hard things to talk about and it's hurtful. And sometimes it makes me really sad, but, um, I think we've been through enough that we can talk about those things and, well, I think you you get to a point where you you have to be able to communicate that in a in a serious, non violent, non confrontational <laughs> way, right? You know, it's that goes for me <laughs> because it's it's one of those things where you get so caught up in the emotion and the challenge of that type of possibility right and and like i said we've never really sat there and said hey you know we're contemplating divorce but right. you have to really have the the conversation of are we being intentional enough every day to but not even say every day just say three times a week to be intentional right. in the marriage to say right. hey let's get back on track with who we are mm -hmm. and what we want mm -hmm. because if you're not then you're just going to end up what majority of people end up in, right? They end up in... A long, miserable marriage. Well, they end up in, okay, well, we have kids, so we do the kids for, you know, 20 years right. each, right? Or whatever, however many years, the right? of 45. <laughs> and then once they're gone, you're kind of like, oh, I got to be... I got to have conversations now. Right. I got to have, you know, because it's easy to get away from those conversations when you have responsibilities, you have kids, you're, you've got work. But then you becomes you get in your 40s, you know, and you... I've seen it. I've seen it with oh, adults. God. I've seen, seen it with it, so many people. You, know, you get to those stages where you're like, oh, I got to have these conversations now. Mm -hmm. 
and and then you know in my opinion and i'm sure you know i i we've talked a lot about my thoughts on people actually changing but <laughs> you know it's in my 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 thought or my opinion is by the time you hit 40 or 45 you're not especially men we're not going to change no like there's no there's not going to be a radical change not in a marriage you've been in for 20 25 years yeah there's like hey rare. it becomes i mean shoot i i even got in that stage at 30 yeah, where it's kind of like, right. look, I am what I am. I'm, I'm, I am this. If you until don't like COVID, it, until COVID came and got your ass, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's a big, you know, with life altering things. I mean, right. I know we were no in no real danger of anything during that time, but it per felt se. Like it. But it felt different. It felt. It was a wake up call. That's all. Hard, it was you know, to be a wake up call. And uh, and obviously all the issues that I talked about last time on what I got after that, you know, right, right. Um. But if you know you get to your forties and then you try to have this conversation, then I think you're uh, fed up by then. It's hard, yeah. It's Don't hard. Don't you think by then you're fed up with it though? And well, you... what's really hard is the time, right? Yeah. Because you think at forty in your forties, I mean, you're still relatively young, obviously. Well, yeah. But most people, whether they want to admit it or not, still want love and affection, and they want it of from course. somebody, and they they want it. So if you get to forty five. You know, that's why you hear people about it. It's always in the 40s. It always is. Because yeah. the time is at that. That's quote unquote the right time, right? Because, hey, <laughs> yeah. I did this for marriage for 20 something years. It's, I raised my kids. It, I raised my kids. Right. It was hard. You and I aren't good anymore. Like, we right. might, we're already getting into the older ages. Right. Why are we wasting the time that we have left? Exactly. Okay, let's divorce now. You know, right. but see, right. if they had that conversation, you know, a decade earlier, a decade earlier. Right. Well, then, you know, and don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want people to hear that and think, well, you're advocating for advocating for divorce or you're ad-. no, I'm advocating for quality of life and what that looks like for you as an individual. Exactly. You know, and sometimes you can love somebody and that's not your quality of life. Yeah. You can love the hell out of somebody and it not be the total end all within your life. Everybody wants the forever. Right, but nobody wants to talk about how to get to forever. It's so hard, and 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 what that takes, right? Like right. if you right now, if you came to me and we're in this position that we're in, and you said, "Well, I hear what you're saying, but I don't really want to change anything. I don't really want to do anything. I I think that it's just we are what we are." You know, hypothetically, you say that. Right. Then why waste your time? At that point, what am I really getting? Right. Am I am I am I going to say, "Oh, well." You know, for somebody like myself, I grew up, you know, you as well. I grew up in a broken home, no dad, you know. Right. So it's hard because you're like, oh, shoot, do I stick around for my kids so that they can experience that? And then right. when they're older. But that's just fake and phony and they're going to know one day anyway well, that but, it was all bullshit. Yeah, but then even then, you know, regardless of the, what happens with your children, it ha- it's you it's as an individual. It's Right. Don't you deserve to be. Yeah, I mean, we, and we all deserve. Whole and loved and complete. Yeah, we all deserve. You know, that's the problem with when people, because like I always, like I said in the beginning of this, you're going to change and it's going to happen regardless. And you're going to get distant and, and you're going to try to, you're going to contemplate and you're going to do all these things in marriage um, or relationships in general. Mm-hmm. And if you're not willing to love who that person, your significant other became, you're, you're screwed. You're not. Is it it's, possible? Everything's possible. We're all we're designed as human beings to make. How do you think people make it 50, 60 years? Because they adjusted. Yeah. You know, don't go off of that 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 BS that a lot of people say. Don't go to sleep angry. 
You're oh, gonna, God. You're going to go to sleep angry. You're going to go so to sleep. Sorry, but yeah, you're going to go, go to sleep angry, angry a lot of times. But. I don't understand that one because if you're arguing and things are intense and heated, I'm supposed to fake it and what? Go give you a hug and kiss and say goodnight, sweetie? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think... Some things take days to work out, too. Or weeks. Or, you know, and anger is an emotion. You don't have to act on it and do anything stupid. But yeah, I've gone to bed upset. Definitely. Yeah, I think... You know, people that make it a long time, it's 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 all about being intentional. It's it's if you're it's not sacri- it's sacrificing a lot. Well, too. but if you think about it, when you get to a point where you're intentional enough, mm-hmm. it's not really a sacrifice at that point. That's true, right? Because you're doing point. it for the right reason, right? You know, it might feel like maybe like right now, right, where we're asking of each other at this moment it might feel a little bit like a sacrifice. But when you start to really unravel love and and commitment and all mm-hmm. that to this mm-hmm. person. Then it becomes who you are for that person. It doesn't right. become a sacrifice, right? right? It doesn't become like, oh God, I gotta go do this now because <laughs> I have to. No, it becomes because I'm turning in. You know, we talked a little bit about that recently. I like that. I really you're, like that. You brought that to my attention. You know, you're turn you're turning in. You're Explain not turning that. away. Explain that to people what that means. Um, well, so the way it was explained to me was, you, you know, like we talked about, you have let's say you have a pile of laundry on the bed, and I walk in the room and. You say, hey, honey, can can you help me with this? I have three basic options. You know, I can turn in. I can, I can, it's called turning in. I turn in. I go up behind you, give you a big hug, maybe smack your butt, right? Whatever you're into with your spouse. <laughs> you know, I say, all right, honey, I got you. And you fold the clothes. Right. That's turning in, you know. And they say people that are successful in that, um, they turn in 80% of the time. So think about that number as yeah, a whole. That's a lot. There's a there's a million choices all the time to turn in that we mm-hmm. choose as individuals not to or to. And right. I'm guilty of that too, where you've told me, Hey, help me with the laundry. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm tired as hell. I'm not doing right. And and you and you have to to decide if you're gonna turn in or not, right? Right. Then there's turning you know, there's there's turning out, which is more of a it doesn't feel wrong, but it is wrong, is you ask me the same question, Hey honey, come help me with this and I say, Well, oh, I got a I got a really important phone call. I I can't help you right now. Right. And I got and I leave. That makes you feel let down. That makes you feel like you're not into, you know, into something together. Right. Um and not that, you know, life you, happens. That's why there's that 20%. Here. Yeah, not like right. like oh, every time you're going to be all gun ho about folding socks, right? Like that right. Get, that they, that shit sucks, right? right? Like there's no no state about it. Whoever's done laundry, you know that shit sucks. Um and then there's at flat out, you know, defiance. More of the heck no, I'm not doing that. Which I know I'm guilty. I'm not even so much the turnout person or making. It, I'm more of the like no. You're like no. That's I'm not doing day. that. I've already worked nine hours. Whatever. Right, I right. went to the gym. Right or whatever. Right. Like I'm done. Right. I'm not doing. You know, we've come home plenty of times where there's a stack of it on our bed, oh and we're like, oh my god. And we just god. throw it into a laundry basket yeah. and throw it to the side and call it. And a so you know, and that's being intentional. Turning in is being intentional. People who do this successfully, you know. They turn in. It's on the forefront of their mind. It's something they're yeah. focused on doing. You know. And then it becomes a habit. Well, then it becomes you're doing it. It's not a sacrifice. Right. You're, right. you're doing it because that's what you know the other person needs. Right. The, the problem I think that people get into is one person is saying, well, I need, 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 need. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to give, 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 give. Well, that's me in the relationship. And, and then there you got you know the other person who's either going to be an all-out giver right. or more of a reserved giver who's secretly hates his life or hates her life and, right. and and you know doesn't want to do it right until you can get on the same page of oh okay well i'm turning in because i need to be that for my person you're really not really successfully doing marriage right and this goes for you know i've been married 
eight years. Right. And so, you know, somebody who's been married, who's listen, may listen to this, has been married 25, 30 oh, years. Oh, level. Well, they might think like, oh, well, I don't know what I'm talking about. But I do know human ability and human interaction. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how long you've been married. I don't, I don't like the idea that somebody like us can't give advice to somebody who's been married for 40 years. Right. You know why? Because for 40 years, we don't know what those people even did. We don't know if, their marriage. if that right. lady just stuck with her man because, you know, she didn't had thought divorce was an abomination, didn't want to do it, or, you know, what was her quality of life for 40 years, or what was yeah. his quality of life right. for 40 years? And I think you don't have to be married for a long time to get understand what makes or breaks marriage. Yeah, I agree. You know, and, and I think that's that's a misinterpretation of what marriage really is, is when mm-hmm. people say, well, wow, you've been married. I, I feel like you could get more advice from somebody young who's kind of diving into the nitty gritty of it, right? A lot of people that we know um, who, you know, maybe have eight, nine years, you right. know, whatever. Right, Rather than somebody who's older and says, don't go to bed angry. Yeah, shit advice. I'm sorry, just... You know, and I love old, older people. You've been right. married a long time. I respect you and what you do. Definitely. But, it doesn't get you anywhere, though. But to sit there and say that that's the only thing that it is. Right. I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily it. I'd rather talk to somebody who maybe had a perspective of, hey, this, this shit is rough. <laughs> and this is what I think works and maybe not work. Right? Like, that's more or less what I think would resonate with me. Well, once you say that people who are, you know, like our grandparents, like my grandmother, I talk to her about like the world now and you'll hear older people say, God, I'm really glad I'm not raising kids in your guys' day and age. You know what I mean? So I think that marriage advice is hard too on that level where they were raising kids and living in a completely different time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think there always will be adjustments. Even like what our kids face with raising kids in the future will be different than what we have now, right? Like it'll always be different, but you know... The basics are the basics, though. Well, the foundation of, of any relationship in general, whether you want to have a relationship with your, your dad, your mom, your sibling, mm-hmm. it's being intentional in those, right? There's right. reasons why I don't have a lot of good relationships with people because I'm not intentional in them. Right. I know that in in certain relationships that I have with my mom or with my siblings, I'm not always intentional. I'm not sitting there going out of the way to be intentional in those. Right. In the way of saying, hey, I'm here for you as a as a brother or as whatever you need me for. Or, hey, I can do this for you. Or, hey, you know, I'm like, no, nah, I got my own life, you know, and you right. figure out yours. And then we come together on Easter and then we, you know, whatever. Right. So it, it's the same for any relationship, not yeah. just marriage. It's, it's yeah. the same. It's the same with your kids. If you're not, you know, that's a big, you know, this is a, a kid and marriage podcast, right? That's a big thing for your children. If you're not intentional... You know, one of the things that I learned uh, like a year or two ago, um, and I felt it just it was it weighed so heavy on me. Um, and I don't know if we've I don't know if we've ever talked about this. We might have, but I got to a place where we had just you know we were kind of coming out of the fog with 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 bug and 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 all that what that was. Yeah. But I had built a really really strong relationship with her because of that. Right. Um, you know we her and I are inseparable in that, you know, because of what we kind of grinded through in the beginning of her life. Right. Um, But what really, and you know, and it was me and Gabe always had like a lot of things in common. So it was, it was me and him were always pretty good. And and he's a boy, so it's easier. You you don't have to be really sensitive around them. Right. But what really hit me was the, the disconnect I had with Amelia and, and, and we've talked about this and we're, that really put me 
as a as a father where, you know, I couldn't even give my daughter a kiss because I felt so disconnected. And if it, it didn't even feel as hard to really even admit, especially to people that listen to this, but it's hard because you get to a place where it doesn't even feel like your kid. You know, it doesn't even feel like I felt like it was like a random, like a niece or nephew trying to give me a kiss. And you're kind of like, oh, OK, and you give them a quick little one just to shut them up, you know, and that was such a painful time for me when you you get to that realization. And, you know, that was around the time where, you know, Amelia was going through a lot, um, a lot of anxiety, that a lot of different things with life. And like, remember, she used to get freaked out with, you know, oh, I I touched uh, some dirt and then I touched my mouth and, and now I'm going to yeah. probably, you know, it yeah. was just a weird, she hard time. Really- struggling and and then i realized holy shit i'm not being intentional i'm not being intentional with that relationship and 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 making sure that you know she's good and that you know i'm as her father i'm making sure she feels secure and safe and 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 not so freaked out right you know which was one of the reasons why you know i said hey we're gonna buy this this nintendo switch and you know I loved Pokemon as a kid, oh and I'm God, that was such a and I'm gonna get her, her, and I'm gonna see if she, you know, she keeps saying she wants to do it, and 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 get into it. And now look, that's her that's the thing. her biggest hobby, that's her biggest thing, and and what that did for her, um, and I our relationship, you know, we oh, yeah. we play that board game a lot. We play, yeah. you know, it was it was everything, right? Because I was becoming more intentional, you know, in some relationships like I stated, are easier to just kind of have. Like my relationship with, with Bug is easy because right. she's a love bug. I like my cuddles at night. Like yeah. we're, you know, we're, we got that. Me right. and Gabe have the video games and it's easy because we just flow in that. We yeah. talk about Marvel stuff or we talk about... Yeah, you have your show you guys watch together. Yeah, you it's have your easy. Stuff. And Amelia is kind of the outlier in that because yeah. her and I have different kind of different thoughts on on different things and we're not really the same it's kind of like how me and you really are right. we have to well, be she's in, a lot like me yeah we have to be intentional in that right. you know right. and and you have so, to work harder for that relationship so that's and that's and that's just something that people need to really understand it's just if you got more than one kid if you have two right. or three kids you know i would encourage your you to check on each individual relationship and, and yeah. you know and especially when your kid get like Amelia got old enough to where I could just say hey like what do you what do you need from from me right you know right. obviously Adeline you can't really ask that because she's a baby she doesn't really know but she loves physical touch that's her love yeah. that's her love language and Amelia is more you know words Not of affirmation physical. she's more you know well she goes through her periods where she wants like yeah the that. other night she came in bed she's like I want to cuddle my mommy yeah she helped and she, me and she goes asleep. through that as well mm-hmm. um but that's just being you know again it just being intentional in what you're doing right right um, it, it's not something that just comes naturally. Not with all your kids. You know, yeah. you have Definitely to, yeah, because there's, you know, I mean, I've seen it, you know, I grew up in a five kid household, you know. Right. There's there's only so much that you can go have, go around. Oh, definitely. Um, and so it's just about being intentional with, with your children and with your spouse and with, you know, even w- whatever relationships are important to you. Right. You, you know, if you're, your sibling and relationships are very important. You know, my siblings and I have always, we, we, we love each other. I think that's never going to be in question. Um, but are we intentional in making sure that each one of us is good? Probably not, you know. Right. But I think that's something that can be, I think that's gotten stronger as we've gotten older as well. Um, but relationships are all about being intentional. If you're not intentional, then you're, you're going to fail. Then then you'll have to figure out if the, you know, the person you're with is worth going through the trouble to be intentional with. Yeah. Or you both agree, hey, we're not really willing to do this for each other. Right. And you have to decide what that's going to be. Right. Yeah. That's that's the wisdom well. Do you think people still think that marriage is supposed to be easy? 
Do you think that's still a misconception? I think, no. I don't think that people think that marriage will be easy. I think the misconception that people have is saying, wow, I love this person so much, we'll be married forever. We said that. Yeah. And that's and that's the problem because you right. can't base it on love. Right. Right? I love you to death. I mean, more than anybody I've ever loved. Love you incredibly. But that doesn't always get me where I need to get me. Right. Right? Because I can love you as much as I want, but if you don't love me back, I'll never be happy. Right. Right? So you can love somebody as, you know. As or if you're not feeling that person's their love language if you're not well that too you know that's a big thing you know i know a lot of people believe in the love language stuff um i think it's true i think it's real i think it's yeah good basis to figure out how to love each other properly you know yeah my only problem with when you associate you know you can't see it but i'm air quoting love languages right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then you kind of only hone in on that one thing yeah that's true right so like if i say well, my love language is physical touch, mm-hmm. right? I'm just supposed well, to touch you. Well, Cassie, <laughs> that, that, to me, if I tell you that, well, then it's like, okay, well, I got to make sure I'm just touching yeah. him every once in a while. <laughs> and then it kind of takes away from the natural ability of you following that. Right. Right? Because you you start to put it on a, on a oh, did I, did, I touch, did I touch him enough today? You know, like, and then it's not as genuine <laughs> that would as... That freak me out. Right? Yeah, I'd be and, overthinking the And whole so thing. love languages are good if you want to start there and, you, right. you know, my opinion, if you want to start there and say, Build oh, well, it. you know, my husband's love language is words of affirmation and to start with a good old pat on the back every morning. Hey, honey, have a good day at work today. You're doing great. You're, you're, right. you're a shining star or whatever you want to tell that guy, right? <laughs> like, you know, give him a little bit every day. Sure. Right. You, you know? But then the, the the weird thing that I don't necessarily agree with love languages, and I know there's more to it. I know there's like different levels of them that you have or yeah, like your strongest. Or, right? I get it. I, show, I get yeah. all that. Right. But if you're not being intentional on the second love language or the third love language, it doesn't matter if you do the like I'm I'm right. I'm a physical touch uh, uh, number, number one. one. Right. But there's plenty of days where. I don't want to be touched. Right. Or right. I don't want, like, no, get off me. I'm stressed out. Right. right? Like, exactly. So if you only focused on that one, then I say, well, no, I don't want that right now. And then now you're pushed away because you're thought, oh, well, I just did your number one. What the hell? I didn't get, you know, you're not giving me anything back. <laughs> so it just becomes like a, yeah. you know, yeah. sometimes what people for, tend to forget is it's got to be organic. It's got to be natural in what you're right. doing. If you, you can work on things, right? You can go to a therapist. You can go counseling. You can do these things to try to learn different things. But it has to become a habitual thing that you do. It can't. Yeah. It can't be. Oh, look! I put it in my planner. Touch his butt every day. Stop. Check. You know what I, I mean? Think you're coming at me with that one. You know? Well, no, no, no. My type A personality. Well, well, but I'm just saying. I think people need to know that in general. Right. Right. For the people that aren't like that, because I'm not like that. I'm not a list person. Where, you know, for me, mm-hmm. your number one is words of affirmation. I was always good at that and not even really intentionally it was just me being naturally good who i was from how i was raised maybe or i don't know i just knew that that's i knew that's what excuse me that's what you needed right and so i was easily able to give that um but see i gave you words of affirmation for years right because that's this is how i know this this is that's your number one Mm -hmm. but i never focused on i don't even know what number two or number three are right now i couldn't even tell you right right because I never give them a time or, or, or the time of day to really do it. The number two is acts of service. And I don't do any acts of service. Yeah. To, to an extent. I mean, right. I do right. what I have to do, but I'm not sitting there. I know the acts of service you do. Well, that's, yeah. 
I don't think people need to know that one. <laughs> I mean, don't married people have sex? <laughs> you know, they might not. You better hope. Yeah, you, you better hope. Yeah, I mean, you, gotta, you better be intentional on in that too, you know? Oh my God. That's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, being intentional giving a shit right like that people people don't like, giving a shit. like i think people think like well we love each other so well you still got to give a shit yeah you do like you have to like i can love you to death but if i don't give a shit about your daily battle your daily struggle right. or what you go through in life right. individually then what the fuck does love have to do with anything yeah it doesn't i love my dog right but i ain't gonna freaking you know what i mean like i ain't gonna put in that much effort, yeah like he's right? just a dog right like you know so you have to be in it you know you yeah. have to give a shit right i know it's true so where do we find ourselves now in our marriage after all these years? It feels like we've been married forever. Honestly, children for me is what pushed me kind of out of the marriage loop, just focusing on that too much. Well, and the same with the career for me, right? It was yeah, more, it, was it was career it was, for you and it was kids for me. Yeah, which is sad as we kind of did set it up that way. Yeah, um, I think we did. I think we were kind of going for the whole... I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom and be perfect and you're going to make all the money. And, and then you realize two things. Number one, you can't live off one income. doesn't matter how much you make. And number two, I was miserable being a stay-at-home mom. There was no, well, it, no, the, I, I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, the know? problem with identifying in those ways is those aren't who people want to be as, as individual people, mm-hmm. right? Because right. I don't want to be just a husband who works. Right. Like this isn't a 1970s sitcom. I don't want to come through right. the door with my briefcase every day. And, yeah, right. You know, like I, fuck that, right? I like, I don't, like I want to be fun. I'm yelling. I want to be, you know, more to than that. And you don't want to be just that lady with those weird dresses that they used to wear back then making pies and no, shit. No, I don't. I hate, right? I hate cooking. Yeah. And so it's, it's like you, you get so defined by that. Right. That you lose your individuality with, with who we want to be. Right. You know, like I think I'm, some people do enjoy that though. I know stay at home moms who are freaking amazing at it and it's working for them. I, I think that I don't think though, it's not so much that I think it doesn't work for people. Right. Because I think you, you, we all have to have an identity. We all have to have right. what we are. Right. I just I, correct me if I'm wrong, world or whoever listens to this, but there's more to it that you want than just being labeled that. Right. Yeah. There's, there's more. I, I, I can speak especially for men. Men don't want to be. I'll speak for them and people can disagree or whatever they want. <laughs> Men don't want to be just husbands, just fathers, or just income earners, right? We do not want to be just that. Right. It, it's such a... And you shouldn't be ashamed to say that or feel that. Well, but you have to because for years I thought, well, no, I can't say I want to be anything else than that. I can't say I want to be my own person because that's what the family expects of it's me. going against the status quo. It, yeah, it goes gonna, against right. what, you know, especially right. when you get into groups with people who are doing the same thing. Oh my God, and you're And you're, you know, you get in a room with a guy and it's like, oh, hey, you work a lot? Yeah, I work a lot. Hey, you, you know, you, you deal <laughs> with all so the man sad. stuff? Oh yeah, I deal with all the man stuff. Yeah, I got this toilet unclogged a couple hours ago. You know, like, fuck that, right? Like, not that's not individuality and that's right. not what people really want. I can't right. really speak for women because women are different creatures in what they find oh, joy yeah. in. You know, some... You know, no offense to anybody that does this, but some people find joy in knitting, right? Like how you could, I have no idea, (laughs) but people do. And I think there's, but see, men are so, sorry, but we're so dumb. We're just dumb creatures. So we just, we we don't want to be like, oh yeah, I, I, you know, I fixed a light bulb. I put a new one in, Uh, you know, like we, we we hate that. You're like, well, fuck, I, I can do other stuff, which is one of the reasons why I think I liked cooking so much because it was 
not really something that men were doing for a lot of years. It wasn't like right. what they liked. It was the woman's responsibility. But I loved it because it was therapeutic and it was something I was good at. So it was like, oh, Ooh, I benefited from that. I can make mm-hmm. I can make these cool things and you know or whatever. But um, so I can't really speak for women on that because I'm right. not a woman, and nor will right. I ever try to understand the woman brain. What? I tried, but it's not very easy. Why? Are well, we smarter than men? Well, the problem is, is the answer to that is, is, is yes, but it also makes you crazier than men. So, <laughs> That's so true. So it, it's we kind of our logic in that yeah, process. It's, it's a catch twenty two, right? Yeah, you you, yeah. you win some of it and you lose some of it. You know, that's right. why men are more grounded. And I think maybe just because we're dumber. I don't know. They're a little just more simple and, and kind of realistic and just to the point. And well, that's why men and women mesh well together. Right. Yeah. That's why it works. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just it again. It just comes down to what you, what you want. You know, people aren't telling each other Do what they know want. What you want. I'm learning that. I right. think now I'm at a place where I'm learning that more and more every day. Right. And I'm learning what I think I am as an individual, which mm-hmm. is something I've never done. You know, when right. I was young, I was I was into sports, and that kind of became my identity. That's what I was. And then after sports kind of ended for me because I was a bad student and I didn't have grades and I was a big screw up. I lost everything I was, you right. know, and then obviously my story of what it is and yeah. having to find that now. But, um, you know, here I am 31 years old and I'm barely saying, oh, who do, who do I want to be? Who do, who do I want to see myself as in 10 years? Right. When I hit 40, right, which seems like a long way away, nine years, right? But it ain't. But it ain't. <laughs> I'm going to be nine, I'm going to be 40 in the blink. And when I get there, did I achieve what i wanted to achieve so long ago and i'm not talking about something that just hit me now these are things and dreams that i've had since i was 21 22 23 years old but see the world told me that i needed to be responsible because i fucked up as a kid and i had a kid and then i oh well i got married young and i had more kids so i got to be responsible which you do you know don't get me wrong you have to be responsible but then you become that becomes again that becomes your identity that becomes right who the world and who your and little situation decided you were going to be, be yeah. and which is great in some extent and some men strive in it and some men don't i know plenty of men who have taken on that role and they strive in it and they become great fathers and husbands and stuff right. but there's always a little piece of as as an individual who who am i mm-hmm. and i think that's what i'm learning now you know i'm learning the, the the different things that i like and that i enjoy and that i'm comfortable with sharing that's another thing that men aren't comfortable like you know, we talk a lot about um, being comfortable with what you enjoy and your yeah, passions and stuff like that. Who you are. I've never been comfortable with that. I've hid. Right. I've hid everything that I'm interested in. You know, I don't post on social media. I don't. Why though? Why do you think you've done that? Uh, for me personally, it's an insecurity. It's a. Right. It's a. Well, I don't want to be judged by somebody knowing what I like and then mm-hmm. being like, "Wow, Bobby likes that shit. Like he's an idiot or he's weird or whatever." Right? Mm-hmm. It's an insecurity, and I and I'm. Uh, it's an, even an insecurity to say that out loud, you know what I mean? But yeah. I think people should hear that and say, especially if you're a male or you're a wife who's going to go tell your husband all the stuff that's wrong with him right now, um, <laughs> you know, say, hey, it's okay to be insecure because this, this this guy said it, you know. Um, but that's an insecurity. I don't have many. You know, the, the funny thing about me as a person, I don't have many insecurities. Right. There's a select few, but they are big ones. And I think you have to adjust to those and, and really fully come out, you know, with that. So there's right. different things that I'm doing now that it's, you know, hey, I, I, I'm going to get into this, and then the world's going to see, you know, Bobby. They're going to see me for the first time, really. When, right. Once I get through my personal battle and I get to go into the person that I know I want to be, the world's going to get to see it. Right. You know, and by world, I mean the 
hundred people that I have on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's 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 um, you know, that's that's a battle for men and women. I think, and and you know, coming out to be, you know, I think that was evident years ago when you started the mom walking group and then the mom groups. It was it was you kind of be okay here, world. This is what I am. This is right. who I am. This is my truth. This is what I like. Yeah. Um, and that's you know, at the time you probably didn't really think of it as as who you were becoming individually. No. It was more like, oh, I want to help people. But the funny thing is, is, you you know, that is who your spirit was turning into. That's who, you know, we talked about at the beginning of this, of who you were becoming that I had to love again. You know, you had to find, or I had to find a newfound appreciation for who you were becoming. Right. Um, Which, in all fairness, in all honesty, I didn't do a very good job at it. It was kind of a different thing for me. It wasn't the same thing that I was already doing. And that took a lot of years to adjust to that yeah. you know and so um, but we're all changing constantly every day yeah people think that you, you you know that you finally get to an end that you get to an end <laughs> i just think that you're con- like things there's things that i believe and think now that i would have never thought five years ago six right. years ago you know um but don't confuse that with that people actually change right people can my very minimally change in in what they like in their perspectives but ingrained in who we are I just don't feel like we change. Really? Yeah. I feel like people will always have that, you know, like the old the old cartoons, right? You got the devil on one shoulder and you got the God on the other shoulder. And I think people, whether you want to call him the devil or call him God is up to you. But you have your good personality and you got your bad personality. Mm-hmm. Your bad personality will always whisper doubt and negative things in your ear um, that make it hard to change. And, oh, yeah. You know, like... If like I, you know, saying I'm going through things now where I'm becoming kind of who I want to be, but my core and who I am will never change. I will protect, you know, my family against all people, all things, all ideologies, all ideas. We've seen that in action. I will, you know, destroy any, and that will never change. I'll, I'll love, I love people if you, to an extent, you know, if you're a nice person, but who I am at the core will never change. Right. Right. And that's, maybe people do. I don't know. I, I, I just, I've seen it enough where people say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm changing, I'm changing, and then, you know. Who they actually are. Who they are is just who they are, you know. I think you can change habits. I think that you can. Yeah, you can change that. Yeah, yeah, I think you can. You can grow. Change the surface level stuff a bit. You can grow in certain areas. You can heal. You can heal. You can heal. But those scars never fully heal. No. Like, if you're telling yourself, I've healed from something, that means you're trying to convince yourself that it's gone. Yeah. And, no, no, I'm the queen of that one. And in reality, it's never gone. Certain things just don't go. It, what it becomes is you become in, you know, and you come become tolerant to what it is. Right. Right. And that's Well, you become desensitized so that you can live with it. Yeah, that's you kind of how I am. Yeah, you and you have no choice. You know, yeah. there's certain things, you know, like having a kid young. I I had to let that go years ago otherwise I wouldn't even have been able to have the family that I have now. Yeah. You know, to be the father that I am now, I had to let go of some of my mishaps in the beginning. You right. Know, no, nobody out there is a good father at 17, 18, 19 years old. You're right. just not because right. you're not designed to be that. Yeah. You're, you're a kid still your damn self. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't. I wasn't, you know, for the first couple of years of his life, I wasn't the, you know, I did fuck. I didn't even have a job for a year and a half of his life probably. You know what right. I mean? Like it was, I, you know, relied on everybody else, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you have to grow from that and then try to adjust and you become what you become. You don't let it define you to where you can't change it. Right, yeah. Well, don't let, don't let anything ever define you, like with people and the world. And I could give two shits about this world and as a whole, you know. You yeah. put, they just want to put you in boxes. Yeah. 
That's a lot of stuff that people have taken. Man, it's good stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, you paid me me $200 to be here. I was here. I didn't pay you anything. You should have. Anything else you want to share? Um, I'm just here to answer questions. Whatever you got. I don't have any more questions. That's a lot to take in. Whatever you got for me. Now I'm going to sign out of here and have you make me laugh a little bit and I'm going to go to work. Awesome. (laughs) So you can get some free time away from me. Uh, Spend no, some time apart. You need There's it. no free time in this world. No, you're going to have your daughters here. So yeah. Good luck. Yeah. All right, Bobby Burgos, thank yep. you for sharing. We'll have yeah. you on soon again. Next time, next time. Peace out.